Well, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whatever time it is, wherever you are tuning in in the world today. This is a voice from the Ever Change, episode 29. Oh, we're really getting up there. So thank you all for joining me. Uh, if this is your first time, welcome, welcome. Uh, if you've been with me before, thank you for returning. I see a couple of names and faces that keep showing up time and time again. And I want to express my very, very utmost gratitude uh, to those people who are, have been with me since the beginning uh, supporting this show. It's, uh, it's heartwarming uh, to see the same people coming back. Of course, love to see new faces as well. That's always great uh, to be reaching a wider and uh, new audience. So thank you both, or thank you all. <laughs> uh, so what I'm doing here today, I'm going to offer uh, a guided meditation where I guide us through different aspects of the present moment as a way of grounding one's awareness into the experience of now. Then we rest with that just for a few moments. And then, then in the cultivated space of silence that we'll cultivate in this practice, I'll offer up a poem. Now the idea is to allow the words to the poem to guide your awareness wherever it may want to go. After the poem, there'll be a commentary, uh, which I'll offer, uh, also using that as, a, as another extension of the meditation. So allowing the commentary to continue guiding the meditation. We'll just sit with that for a few breaths after the commentary, and then I'll ring the bell again. That's the end of the uh, meditation portion of the uh, afternoon. Uh, but then I will uh, most likely talk a little bit. I usually do, uh, really uh, in an attempt to connect what I've written in the poem and commentary to uh, the current world situation so that we can use these teachings uh, to help us uh, assimilate what's happening in the world today. So that's kind of the idea here. I'm really here uh, trying to help as best I can. Now, if you'd like a copy of the book with the poems and the commentaries in them so you can read along or go back through the episodes and read along, I always find poetry uh, is so nice uh, to be listened to by the reader. Uh, so I'd like to make that available to you all for free. Uh, just send me your email address and I'm happy to send you a PDF copy of A Voice from the Ever Change. If you are reading along uh, today, by the way, uh, this is poem four of the chapter on impermanence. Uh, so, Flip your hymnals. <laughs> Just kidding. Uh, so that, that's where we are today uh, on the chapter of impermanence. Um, I think that's all I need to say for an introduction. And uh, you'll, I hope you all enjoy very, very much. Thank you again for joining. So allowing the body, mind, and heart to rest. 
just coming into this present moment experience. Noticing the breath, entering and leaving the nose. Noticing the breath as it touches the back of the throat, perhaps. Noticing the temperature changing from cooler to warmer as you inhale and exhale from the nose and the back of the throat. Allowing awareness to expand include the rib cage expanding and contracting with each breath. You might also notice the abdomen rising as you breathe in and falling as you breathe out. Perhaps noticing the back moving out slightly as you breathe in and in as you breathe out. You might also notice the shoulders rising and falling with each breath. Perhaps also noticing the body straightening up slightly as you breathe in and leaning forward slightly as you breathe out. And so we'll rest right there just for a few moments, resting with the experience of breathing, sensations arising from the nose, the back of the throat, the chest and shoulders and back and abdomen, and any other sensations that you might notice arising as a result of the breathing process. And just rest. Breathing in and breathing out. And if at any time during the meditation you become distracted by thoughts, Simply labeling the thoughts thinking will help the thoughts to dissolve and you can gently return back to the present moment. And while resting with the experience of the breath, from the nose to the abdomen, the abdomen to the nose. Allow awareness to expand again, to include sensations of clothing against the shoulders. Noticing the arms resting against the body, the hands resting against the body or touching each other. You might notice sensations of clothing against the back, the weight of the body against the chair or cushion, mat or floor. You 
There might be sensations of clothing against the legs, the feet against the mat or the floor. There might also be sensations arising from the back of the neck, the sides of the neck. There might be sensations arising from the ears, the back of the head. Noticing any sensations arising from the face including the lips and the nose, the eyes and the forehead. Resting attention at the top of the head, the very crown of the head. And so we'll rest right there just for a few moments, maintaining even awareness on the sensations of the breath, from the nose to the abdomen, the abdomen to the nose, and sensations arising throughout the body from the top of the head to the bottoms of the feet. And just rest, breathing in and breathing out. And again, if at any time during the meditation you become distracted by your thoughts, simply labeling those thoughts thinking will allow the thoughts to dissolve and you can gently return back to the present moment. And now resting with the breath and the body, allowing awareness to include any sounds which might be available during this present moment experience. Depending on where you are, you might hear perhaps the sound of an air conditioner or a heater. There might be the sound of people talking nearby or perhaps a neighbor's television. Perhaps the random car driving by or the sound of a breeze blowing through the trees. Not focusing on any one sound in particular but noticing the entire canopy of sounds as if we were listening to the soundtrack of this present moment. And in addition to any sounds, paying close attention to the quality of still silence within the sense of hearing.
when we listen to the silent space in this way, we might notice how this still, silent quality seems to surround the present moment. And so we'll rest right there, maintaining open, spacious awareness on the silence and sound, sensations of body and breath, and just rest. Breathing in and breathing out. The poem. Moving from what can I gain to how can I help, a shift arises. Letting go of I need this and I don't like that creates space. Moving from I am this to a simple I am and the universe drops open. Rest right there. The commentary. When we let go of our self-centered cravings, when we discover ideas of getting this or gaining that, when we release the need to get to the next best item or attain the next highest goal, and we shift our attention to how can I make this moment a better moment, or how can I improve the life of the people around me? When we make the commitment to live in this way, everything changes. The ironic thing is that when we do this, we too actually do become happier. But we cannot act out of that motivation because that will put us right back into the self-serving prison from which we are attempting to free ourselves. This freedom requires a true letting go of the self and a leap of faith. Once you begin this path, however, it doesn't take long to feel the difference. You might feel lighter, as if you have released a burden from your heart, or perhaps more relaxed with less stress. When how can I help becomes the primary focus of one's inner dialogue, everything seems to fall into place, including what will I gain? As human beings, we seem to be programmed for pushing away discomfort and grasping at comfort. When the Buddha taught his ennobling insights into suffering, 
He taught that we could find release from our suffering by cultivating the capacity to embrace all of life. Not just the joy, but the tears as well. Not only the pleasant, juicy bits of life, but to include the bitterness as well. When we can embrace all of life, including our discomforts, struggles, and pain, we begin to let go of the constant pursuit of, I want this and I can't have that, which is causing a great deal of stress, anxiety, and suffering. It is ironic in a way because the actual goal of such an endeavor is some type of lasting peace, which actually never happens. Why? Simply because it's not possible to exist in a life where there is no discomfort and only pleasure. The nature of this existence with a human body existing on a planet such as Earth is not structured in a way in which such a possibility exists. This realization is actually quite radical and moves completely against the cur current worldview in which economic structures rely on humans believing that such a heavenly state is possible. Why else would someone work at a desk job for 30 years and retire if they did not on some level believe that they would be completely happy at the end of it all? Not recognizing that once one retires, similar struggles would be present. This is the reality of the type of, of life we live in, having a human nervous system, living in a human body, leading a life on planet Earth, guarantees our experience of life will include discomfort and pain. Regardless of how vigorously we try to eradicate pain and cling to pleasure, Yet, we are constantly sold this idea that if I can just buy the coolest clothing, or just use the right moisturizer, or just go to the best gym, or drive such and such a car, or live in such and such a neighborhood, we might finally discover a life which is free from discomfort. Guess what? It isn't going to happen. We might feel satisfied for a while, riding the wave of our newfound comforts, but those comforts soon wear thin and we are thrown back into the hunt, off to look for the next satisfying experience or desire-quenching situation. The current economies worldwide primarily on this unconscious human pattern of oscillation between suffering and pleasure, comfort and release, samsara, and nirvana. What if we could turn around and in a radical embrace of the present moment experience the comfort and discomfort equally? To see the comforts of life as just another part of the human experience rather than habitually fleeing those experiences, embrace them. When we embrace our pain, when we can hold our discomfort with self-compassion, we are no longer suffering. Through this radical acceptance of our suffering, through this radical acceptance, our suffering becomes transmuted into a heightened sense of both awareness and compassion. 
This higher sense of awareness and compassion is then cultivated as a type of energy. This energy now becomes available to us for insight and wisdom. An even greater sense of compassion might then arise through the deep understanding of how others, too, are caught in the same cycles of unconsciously fleeing pain and pursuit of pleasure. From this new vantage point, we can clearly see how painful and pointless such pursuits are. We are now in the position to help others find their own freedom, their own compassion, their own wisdom in the face of suffering and struggle. There may be no better pursuit in life. There might be no greater gift to give. I am. Notice how freeing it is just to say those two syllables into the silent space of awareness. I am. I am. I am. What starts to dawn in our awareness is the fact that we can and do exist free from our self-defining, self-labeling mind. The labeling mind is that mind that finishes the phrase, I am. For example, I am a poet, or I am a teacher. This habit traps our being into a prison of fulfilling a predefined role. And we become locked into living up to a model of life rather than allowing ourselves to be in creative response to life. Each label we pose on ourself while giving us some form of security becomes a self-made, self-induced prison. We become trapped into being exactly what we define ourselves as, with very little room, if any, for creative change or growth. If you all have a consistent meditation practice, drop this phrase at the end of each meditation session, after the bell rings, but before you stand up and finish. I am. Just do this once or twice and allow the phrase to end in silence. I am. When the mind begins to think, then your session is done. With this practice, we can begin to feel the interrupting of the self-defining mind. Notice how empowering that is. Now, 
This may feel a bit disorienting after a while. You might begin to wonder, well, if I'm not this and I'm not that, then who am I? I often congratulate people when this happens for them. Can you be comfortable in not knowing the answer to this question? Any label you put on yourself is not really who you are anyway. It is just a label. The real you who is experiencing this whole process is much larger than any definition or group of words. Each time the mind starts to define you, come back to the question, who am I? When we can be truly comfortable resting with not knowing the answer to this question, not needing or wanting an answer to this question, we may actually step into the very mystery of life itself. We are now free from the self-induced prison of being anything at all. When we cease being any one thing, we can indeed be anything and everything. So thank you again for tuning in to A Voice from the Ever-Change. I hope uh, you found the guided meditation, the poem, and the commentary uh, both entertaining and beneficial and useful in some way. And as I mentioned at the beginning, I often like to just uh, talk at the end of these uh, segments as a way of trying to tie in what I read and uh, something of the poem to the everyday life, current world situation. So. This is totally off. It's not rehearsed or anything like that. I just kind of riff here. Uh, so uh, I, hope, uh, I hope you enjoy that as well. So coming back to the title of the episode today, uh, The Shift from Darkness to Light. And I think, well, at least from what I can gather by reading people's uh, postings on social media, Instagram, and so forth. We're all really ready to go towards the light. It's been a darkness now for, for quite some time. Uh, if, we, if we include the world climate, uh, this virus started in December. So that's, that's several months now of darkness. And it started in Asia, but it just kind of gradually spread from Asia all over the world. So it's a world of darkness now. Now we're trying to move towards this light. Now, the thing is, is that we can't, we can 
we can't really know what that looks like. We can't define that light and then say, this is the light and let's move towards that direction. It never really works that way. This shift from darkness to light has to be organic and uh, gradual. And uh, the shift will happen on its own as long as we continue to put our own contributions of shifting the energy. That's what I'm doing here today. I'm trying to shift this energy or I'm bringing my own contribution of light to this world of darkness. Anytime we have the opportunity to practice compassion, loving kindness, joy, laughter, equanimity, giving the gift of music, giving the gift of laughter. We're bringing a little bit of light into this world climate. And through that, those droplets of light, the shift happens from darkness to light. See, the issue is, or the, the common challenge is we want to define what that end goal will look like and strive towards that end goal. But when we define that end goal, then we've created it, we've created a concept of it. Every concept has an equal and opposite concept. And this was the Buddha's teachings on the middle way, is that we, we have to move towards what Aristotle called the unspoken middle, the undefinable. So we just keep putting our light in, we keep putting our love in, we keep putting our compassion in, without the end goal in mind, without this idealized concept of what we want to happen out of all of this, because that is only going to create an equal opposite and will oscillate between those two poles until we can again come to rest in the middle ground there. So the idea is not defining it. it, you know, it is this, it is that, but to rest in the middle of this and that, not defining it as darkness and light, but to rest in the middle of the darkness and light. Now, resting doesn't mean we can't help, but to contribute to the world climate, to contribute to we don't even have to make it that grandiose to contribute to our pet, to contribute to our loved one, to contribute to our family. Just to put that light in without, without an expectation of what that will bring back, without any idea of any kind of receiving from that motion, just to give. And so I think giving in this world climate in that way means for many, many, many people in this world staying home. I don't care what your political affiliation is. I don't care uh, who you're going to vote for. 
all of the doctors, all of the scientists worldwide say, stay home. <laughs> Sorry to sound strict. Do stay home. It, it's a way of giving. You're, you staying home as much as you can is saving lives. Making only essential trips, you've saved a few lives this week. Wow, how easy that was for some of us. Some people, it's really difficult to stay home. Some people are living hand to mouth, uh, depending on each job for the next plate of food on their table. If you're in that position, I, I, I feel of much compassion for you and I hope you can find your way uh, through this dark time. So with that, I think I will close. Thank you for tuning in to A Voice from the Ever Change. Uh, please, please, please stay clean, stay safe. Uh, you know, loving kindness, compassion, joy, and equanimity, those are uh, the flashlights that will guide us through this darkness, uh, at risk of sounding like a preacher. <laughs> I'll be back tomorrow uh, with episode 30 of A Voice from the Ever Change. Uh, if you'd like guided meditations on mindfulness or um, any guided meditations on loving kindness, compassion, joy, and equanimity, please do visit my website, www.suchsweetthunder.org. Um, they're all for free. I'm not here trying to sell anything. Uh, so go to the website uh, and check out those uh, videos, those guided meditations. Also, Mindfulness Made Simple, uh, three very uh, quick 15-minute videos on how to practice mindfulness that uh, many are finding beneficial, all for free. If you have any questions, uh, please do send along. I'm doing a Q&A session at the same time on Sunday. Thanks again. I will see you all tomorrow.